This stanza is called Anchoring in Bodhicitta. The winds of causation blow incessantly. However straight one steers, being moved off course is regular and inevitable. The earth spins, the seasons shift, the economies boom and bust, the politics ceaselessly rage. How to remain straight and on course amidst such endless turbulence? The elements tend to imbalance, the body aches and ages and produces endless ailments. Social relations shift on a pendulum from love to indifference to hate. How to remain straight and on course amidst such endless turbulence? There is one way only to remain relentlessly straight and on course. Anchoring in bodhicitta. The mind and will must cleave to this like a newborn on the breast. In speech, one must formally and continually take the vow. In action, one must be governed by this alone. In mind, one must become the secret police, searching for thoughts contrary to bodhicitta and relinquishing them with the deepest contempt. In this way, the winds of causation still. The fragmented turbulence of life ceases and you sail straight and on course, incorruptibly and invincibly. Being anchored in bodhicitta is the only true insurance. It is the only uncorrupted thing you can hold. It is at once the path and the tilos, the reality of causation and the freedom of its cessation. It is at once emptiness and phenomena, morality and transcendence, compassion and wisdom. Parting from it ensures being utterly lost in the sea, which inevitably turns wild and dangerous. Being anchored in it grants every single sitting. It is the ground the path and the fruit all at once. This is a commentary to the stanza called Anchoring in Bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is a Sanskrit word for awakened mind or awakened consciousness. And it is without equivocation the most important element in the Mahayana Buddhist path. And it has many different meanings and connotations. Most importantly, 
a distinction between a relative level and an ultimate level. And this is something I allude to in the end of the stanza, with the notion of bodhicitta being at once the path and the tilos, causation and freedom from causation, and so forth. So it's important to understand those two levels of meaning of the word bodhicitta. But this stanza is really speaking on the relative level, which means the level of our ordinary empirical worldly reality. And if you examine this reality, you see it is inherently unreliable. So the phrase, the winds of causation incessantly blow, implies that things in this reality are always shifting around and that there's never any stability. And a lot of these things are totally out of our control. So we can think, for example, about the machinations of the global economy or the constant crazy dance of the political world or the ever-changing nature of our ecological system. And there's no doubt that most of us get thrown about by these incessant changes, by the very fact by the very fact of ordinary reality being unstable and unreliable. So it's very hard to keep even-handed and steady, to sail our ship in calm waters all the time. Because our ordinary reality is so unstable, we tend to look for things which give us security and stability. And the big claim of the stanza, the essence of it, is that only one thing is a true insurance against being constantly blown off course. And this one thing is constantly generating the mind of bodhicitta, of anchoring oneself in the mind of awakening. But what does this really mean? And as the stanza mentions, on the relative level, it implies a robust intentionality, an ironclad will, keeping a firm intention to keep developing and expanding your own bodhicitta. And this especially implies developing genuine compassion, because on the relative level, Bodhicitta really means altruism. That your life is dedicated to relieving the suffering of other beings. And this does sound somewhat noble, but also somewhat lofty and idealistic, possibly naive. It's certainly at odds with the way most people live. But the claim of the stanza and the claim of Mahayana Buddhism is that such a way is indeed not only possible, but on some level absolutely necessary. Necessary in the sense that generating and developing bodhicitta is really the only thing which provides a way through the chaos and instability of ordinary reality. And there is a delicious paradox to this. 
that the more you concern yourself with the suffering of others, the more your own suffering disappears. <laughs>